Hello, friends. Welcome to the Little Studio Comedy Club podcast, produced by Al Jazeera, with your host, Jen Johnson. <laughs> Aaron Scarborough, how are you? I'm splendid. Comedian, artist, Kansas Cityan. Things going well for you? No. Not at all, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, things are, are fine. Um, you know, you hit me up because I'm, I'm doing the club tomorrow. I'm headlining. The Comedy Club of Kansas City, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a big deal for me because I'm headlining uh, for the first time. I've never headlined a club what? before. Yes. Dark day for Kansas City, though. No. I mean, yeah, like all the talent has moved out and, you know, it's like a last man standing type of situation. <laughs> and I'm dug in like a leech. I'm not going anywhere. No, you're staying. You're here. Yeah, absolutely. That was my phone that dinged because it was like you were an angel coming to Kansas City to save us. Right. It was actually a message from you saying that you're here. Well, so fantastic. Yeah. You've arrived. You, do you have settings to make that silent on your jitterbug? I, <laughs> I could do that. Uh, you know, I've seen you open before. I saw you open for whom? Who did I? What show was I at? You know, I keep track of <sighs> everyone who comes to my shows. Stop it. You were so good, though, because I had had you on the podcast. You've done this little cast of ours before, but then I got to see you live, and I was like, oh, man, he's so good. Really? You should be headlining. Well, um, you know, I think that, but... <laughs> 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 you and I have got that. You, We think you should be doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good. Did I read correctly? I saw on Facebook that you did a show recently that was without power, just like flashlight was the only light you had. Yeah, um, it was in Manhattan, Kansas. Okay. And, you know, like I uh, when I drove to that gig, I, I knew there would be some bullshit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. It's Manhattan, because, Kansas. Because it's Manhattan, Kansas. But it turned out to be this kind of religious experience. Really? Yeah, it it wasn't your your typical comedy show. We all sang Kumbaya. <laughs> Is that for real? Yeah, I felt very connected <laughs> to the villagers. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. But for no power, did were you supposed to have power at some point and it went out? Yeah, they planned on power. Yeah. Um, but there was a very ominous looking rainstorm that just like passed mm. over, and then they lost power. And um, luckily, they still did the show, and we still got paid and everything. So. Nice. But uh, yeah, well, last time I was in Manhattan, Kansas, this has been a long time ago. I was probably 21, 22, and we were seeing some local bands playing a gig, and uh-huh. we were sitting there, and they were terrible. They were an awful band, but yeah. whatever. It's live music, okay? So I'm sitting there, and I didn't realize I was sitting in the front row, and me and my best friend are sitting next to each other with our arms closed, just folded across our chests, uh-huh. right? And we're just staring at them, didn't think anything about it, and they stopped after one of their songs, and they were like. Uh, you in the front row, you're intimidating the hell out of us. Can you please <laughs> look slightly more involved? And I'm like, oh, sorry, my bad. Could yeah. you not suck? Because <clears throat> you do. Yeah. I think that that's kind of the future of concerts because I was at a concert last night and it was, no one was having fun. Really? You know? Oh, well, I got the feeling. I mean, I might be projecting uh-huh. or whatever, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, Right now, if you go to a con, everyone's like nervous and like, you know, standing with their arms crossed, like six feet away from the next person or whatever. And it's not. Now, maybe if you went to something a little more like, like if you you went to go see Ted Nugent right now, I bet Mm -hmm. it'd be fucking lit. Everything's lit there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Am I allowed to swear? You say whatever you want. You're Aaron Scarborough. Right. You're headlining the Comedy Club of Kansas City. Well, uh, headlining is a strong word. Um, yeah, I think they've got like 15 openers to make up for <laughs> the time. But Well, that makes it all <clears throat> worth it then. You get your money's worth, like a buck a comedian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a bargain, bargain night. Now, I have to tell you, so I worked part-time at a school uh, last week. Maybe it was a week before I was helping sub for PE. So this is kindergarten through fourth grade uh-huh. PE classes. These kids are brand new, right? Yeah. They've never even been in school before, the little ones. And one of them came up to me first day. She looks right at me. She's 10 inches from my face. And she's like, you have the whitest teeth. And I was like, well, thank you. And that made me actually feel really good. And I thought it's kind of a super weird compliment especially from a five-year-old, but I appreciated it. That's why it's a good compliment, though, because mm-hmm. five-year-olds aren't, you know, fake. So honest. Was it a, a male or female or something girl. else? Cute okay. little girl, yeah. Uh, do you have memories of that, like super weird compliments? Because I feel like I get weird compliments often. Or maybe I just perceive them as weird. Well, I think, so I think that, I of course, I've gotten weird compliments, but I think kind of to touch on the point we just made, I think that nice people are capable of hurting your feelings more mm-hmm. because they're, let me give you an example. Like one time a guy, I asked a guy how old he thought I was. Mm-hmm. And I, this was a very nice person yeah. who didn't know me, but I could tell he's a very sweet man. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said 45. And in my mind, I'm like, this is a nice person. So he gave me the benefit of the doubt. Right. This motherfucker <laughs> thinks I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't even, I can't even, I don't even want to say what he thinks that I am. I am 30 years old. Because we cut it back five years. That's yeah. what I do. If someone says, how old do you think I am? I yeah. go to what I really think they are. And then I cut off five. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Being nice is not good. Yeah. I had a guy, it was my birthday. I used to work at a radio station that's long since gone now. Uh, and it was my birthday and I was all excited. And... I go, oh, same thing. How old do you think I am today on my birthday? And he goes, oh, I'm 36, 37. And I was like, mm, 32. Oh. I'm 32. And he goes, he immediately, same thing, super yeah. nice guy. And he goes, no, 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 it's just because you know so much about music and especially like classic rock. And most people would be older yeah. to know that much about Journey. And that's, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, <laughs> right. it's, it's cool. I think <laughs> it's not. So you know a lot about Journey? Well, I know. I, I was afraid you were going to say something <laughs> lame. <laughs> No, I worked in classic rock like my entire, probably the first 10, 12 years of my career. Yeah. All classic rock. So I just learned a lot about those bands. Right, right. Speaking of music, have you listened to Donda yet? No. That's the new Kanye West yes, album? Yes, sure. Yeah. And I, before, I want to say that I have a tendency to overblow things. Like, I like, I blow things out of proportion. All right. Okay. And I'm trying to be careful. Because we need time with this album to fully understand it. But I will say that it kind of makes up for Afghanistan. Is that true? <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> it's good. It's really good. And uh, yeah, I think that... See, I'm, I'm a little bit cynical, much to the detriment of the, the, my loved ones. Uh-huh. But I think that the powers that be time things to happen right before the greatest releases of our lifetimes. Well, Kanye would tell you he's got a connection to the big man. I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got a connection to all kinds of big men, I think. That's true. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's it's wonderful. I, I'm obsessed with it. I've listened to it like five times already. I have a friend who was at the Soldier Field show last, was that last week? Was that in Chicago? Yes. And she was there and it looked like quite the performance. The pictures oh, sure. that I saw, it looked very big and grandiose. Well, yeah, it's Kanye. You know? See, here's my problem. Uh, I don't listen to music that's been made probably. Joey, what would you say? I mean, other than what's on our station, because we do play some current songs on our radio station. Right. But really, on, on the regular, I'm mm-mm. anything past about 95, I'm probably yeah. out. I thought you were going to say 86. Uh, 86 is more <laughs> realistic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really don't adapt well to change or new things. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Are you into, like, have you watched any new documentaries or is there, like, a new series that's out that you're really into? I tell you what, this is going to make you throw up, but I haven't been watching very much TV. I've been uh, reading uh, books. What do you mean? What, what does that mean, this book you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I realized that I've spent my entire adult life uh, not reading uh-huh. and um, and that if I didn't make a change that I would turn into an earthworm you know yeah that makes sense so uh yeah i I, i've just been this summer i've been making myself read my uh, my daughter would put me and probably you to shame last week she's in sixth grade just started Uh sixth grade uh she just finished a 738 page book in five days Ooh, that's a lot of pizza she that book at program going strong. <laughs> she came up to me. She's like, Mom, look look how much I have left. And just, you know, there's four pages left in this book. And I go, when did you start that? Yeah. She said, oh, Monday. Yeah. No. I, I did something right. Cause Good Lord. I'm not reading 738-page books. No, no. Absolutely not. What she, is she reading Huckle, Huckleberry that w- Finn? That was the Harry Potter, I want to say, the fifth book in the Harry Potter series. Oh, yeah. That's, will... that's where I tuned out, actually. And, it... and not, not because I didn't like it, but because, you know, I had other stuff going on. Yeah. What are you reading this summer? What were you into? So I've been, uh, I've been uh, like, getting into politics, but, oh. but, but, like, more specifically just history, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I read uh, I read this book called People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn, which okay. is like a classic. And it's like a banned book in Arkansas and shit. <laughs> right. um, but, it, you know, it's good. It's a history book about the United States, but from the perspective of, you know, it, you know how they say like history is written by the, the winners mm-hmm. uh, or sure. whatever the powers that be. It's from the perspective of workers and slaves and women and stuff like that throughout history and it's phenomenal i would like to read this book you should read this book i just am right now very much into the 9-11 documentary on the national geographic channel it just started sunday it's like a four-day docu-series it's so good and i'm I'm not a history person typically but this is obviously recent history i am into Uh very much and 9-11 because i was just starting in a news career yeah so that was a very big day right and so it was very very intense for me then and still is every year this documentary is so good really what amazes me is how much cameras captured everything for sure the planes hitting everything was caught victims being pulled out i mean everything is caught on camera and they put it all together in a way to make it look like you are there and they do it in time order as if you're there watching it and it's so intense but it's so good i'm gonna have to watch that do you have to no that's on disney plus right probably it's nat geo yeah Yeah. you can probably find it disney owns everything Uh, everything yeah 
So check that out. That's my little tip. This weekend, we're doing something here on the radio station called the Labor Day Block Party Weekend. And I thought I would do this little game with you. Okay. So what we're doing is we're going to be playing blocks of three songs that all have something in common. Okay. And I thought, I'm going to see if Aaron can figure out what they have in oh, common. No. Some of these blocks that oh. we're playing this weekend. See, this makes me nervous. This is like when I play... <laughs> This is why I don't play video games because when I, if I play video games, then whoever's around me realizes how developmentally disabled I am. You can do this. Oh no! I got it. All right, let's. We'll start easy. All right. That makes me more nervous. <laughs> now you're gonna look like an idiot if you get okay. this wrong. Little red Corvette, yellow and pink houses. That will be a block we well, play on Friday. Yeah, they're they all uh, have colors. It's a color block. Simply a color Wonderful. block. Wonderful. That Isn't would it? be really embarrassing if I didn't. Isn't get that, that great? This one simple. We got three from Journey, who we already learned that you hate. So you. Won't. Oh, I don't hate them. I just don't respect them. <laughs> so don't listen to that. How about "Can't Stop the Feeling," Justin Timberlake? Okay. Don't you forget about me, Simple Minds, and "Staying Alive," Bee Gees. Three song block. What do they have in common? I have no idea. And is it, can it all be determined from the title or does it have to do it with could the content be, of the It could the be song? the artist because like some of them are, you know, like chicks that rock block. So it could be right. the artist or it could be the song titles. Okay. So can't stop the feeling, Justin Timberlake, don't you forget about me, Simple Minds, Staying Alive, Bee Gees. You don't see a connection there? No. Movie soundtrack hits. Oh, all okay. All from movies. Well, I'm culturally illiterate. That's Okay. It's uh, fine. How about, oh, this is a good one, too. Brian Adams, Run to You. Ironic, Alanis Morissette. And Stitches, Shawn Mendes. Oh, man. The connection between Brian Adams, Alanis Morissette, and Shawn Mendes. Any connection there? Uh. <laughs> They're all Canadian. It's a Canadian, They're all Canadian. block. I, I don't know Shawn Mendes you... facts. <laughs> <laughs> Not I up. mean, that that one I'm not embarrassed about. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. Yeah. Nor should you be. Uh, something I read today that we talked about on the morning. <laughs> she's given up. On, I'm, she's I'm moving putting on. the paper away. Clearly, <laughs> the Rock Block Weekend will... I'll just set that over there. But everyone else can enjoy that Labor Day weekend yeah. uh, here on KC1021. So Michael Jordan, a pair of his underwear going up for auction. We read that story on the show this morning. Yeah. 500 bucks is where it's starting. Yeah. They say that they are used and that mm-hmm. there's somehow... Some proof of usage. However, dry cleaning proof as well. So, Michael Jordan underwear up for auction. Is this something you are interested in as a person? Well, I mean, like, we'll see if my bid goes through. But, like... (laughs) Is that something you'd want? Like, I love Michael Jordan. I love the Bulls. Love basketball. That's not where I'm throwing my money. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I I would assume that there's some sexual stuff going because like a lot of times people will sell their undergarments online sure i'm a little concerned that michael is struggling that hard i I don't think it's michael behind this i want to say that i read it was a former bodyguard or security guard or something that somehow had them and and he needs a little cash perhaps right and how verified is this though i don't know that you should get the certificate of authenticity right but i feel like here's where i'm kind of angry it's the one thing, because when I look at auction items, they're always like $100,000 starting bid. You know, uh-huh. things I would never, ever be able to obtain. 500 bucks, I go, well, if I put a little work into it, I could get there, right? Yeah. But then it's underwear. Yeah. Are you a collector type of person? I like super cool stuff, but I'm not one to pay for it. Yeah. Like stuff that I get through the radio station or whatever. I have, like, I have uh, original chairs from Wrigley Field. Yeah. Like the original Wrigley. Super cool. Got them for free. That is cool. So... 
again, not something I'd pay for, but I do like cool stuff. Hopefully I'll get to a point in my life where, because I'm not, um, how do I put this? Like, uh, you know, I live with Tristan and, right. and the things that we own, which are not many. You live with a um, fellow Kansas City comedian. Yeah, yeah. Also, on the note of Tristan, I just want to say that I am so proud of him for navigating this past year through the pandemic and um, the things he has been able to accomplish with unemployment benefits. <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah. You should have him on the show as a consultant about yeah. that. Like, that would be really interesting. How to spend the money that you're How to receiving. spend the money, how to obtain the money, yeah. extend, you know, sure. just keep it coming, milk right. the taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We'll do a special podcast with Tristan Newell. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, all of our shit is just in piles, you know, uh-huh. and it's not great. Do you have anything cool? Do you have autographed items? <clears throat> I'm not a big autograph guy. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's like, I don't know. And I think, like, just general, like, fandom is, like, kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. You know? But I think also, though, we probably see it from a different perspective, because I assume you, as a comedian, have gotten to meet some famous people, and I think that yeah. kind of puts it in a different thing. Because, like, to me, autographs are weird, because it's somebody's... I don't know that they really signed that, unless I was there yeah. and watched them sign it. I don't believe they did. Right. And even if they did, in front of me, I'm still like, eh, it's a signature. Right. I'm kind of that way about museums, too. Now, of course, I love art, mm-hmm. and I like I think paintings are sacred. And you're an and, incredible artist, side note. Um. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and love compliments. <laughs> right, Clearly right. accept yes. compliments very well and easily. Yeah. No, I uh, I like art or if there's something like a beautiful object, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is, I like that. But, a, you know, a scrap of paper with someone's signature. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. if I didn't know better, I'd say people who enjoy that are losers. What, uh, what kind <laughs> of art do you like? Like what? museum would you want to go to what do you like to look at so of course like i love baroque paintings and Mm -hmm. i love like renaissance paintings and there's nothing cooler than looking uh at something that was you know painted hundreds of years ago right before cameras all that Mm -hmm. stuff but like my favorite painter in the world um uh, he's dead now but lucian freud is, is my absolute favorite grandson of of sigmund actually i wondered if there was a connection I read a book about him like earlier this summer and it like completely changed the way I paint. Really? Too. Yeah. Now he was a monster of a person. He uh-huh. fathered like 13 bastards oh, and you know, t- like he didn't let his kids have his phone number <laughs> and you know, he did all, co- he hired gangsters to, um, to steal back his paintings from people when he was embarrassed oh, about them. Yeah. He hired gangsters to like intimidate journalists, you know, yeah, he's a horrible person, but painting-wise, very good. On point. Yeah. Very disappointing piece of art, I can tell you. Uh, went to Paris, mm-hmm. got to go to the Louvre, fought oh. through the line, made my way in. That Mona Lisa, um, it's tiny. Yeah. And it's all the way over there on the other side of the room between you and about 437,000 people. Yeah. And you just go, oh, over there's the Mona Lisa. Yep. It's that tiny little 8 by 10 over mm-hmm. there on the wall. There, there it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that would be a big disappointment. And it's like, just as an image, like, I mean, it, of course, it's like the Beatles or something. Sure. Like, we know it's great or right. whatever, but like, uh, come on, be yeah. interesting. You know? mm-hmm. Have you been anywhere special to see artwork? Like, you go to Paris? Do you go to Germany? Do no, you go I'm, not to... very, uh, I'm not very well traveled. Certainly you know, not in the past two years. No, no, no. 
and like in the future i i would love to be but as for right now i'm you know i'm hunkered down trying to take care of my tristan and right. you know yeah i don't have a lot of time to to go to museums and stuff right <clears throat> i just read this morning that the old farmer's almanac is predicting the longest and coldest winter in years does that scare you are you excited about that? How did it that make scares you feel? me that you trust the far- <laughs> farmer's almanac? <clears throat> I read it on the Facha book. It was mm-hmm. on Facebook. I just saw it. Mm-hmm. See, I like that idea. I want to be. I I like stuck at home. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. I want to be inside with a foot of snow. Right. I don't care for the snow. I don't care for nature in general. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not camping. No. No. Not. No. No. Yeah, I don't like that stuff very much. And. Uh, yeah, snow is not not for me. But luckily, like as long as we let the guys up top do what they want, probably won't have winters much longer. <laughs> right? We're just phasing them out. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had a very embarrassing moment. This isn't really nature, but that kind of made me think of it you not liking nature. So my wa- everything broke in my house like a month ago. Washing machine, dishwasher, garbage disposal, oh everything's God. done. And, yeah. You know, all very expensive things to replace. So I'm trying to piece stuff together and go without for a while, which is so first world problems. Uh-huh. But I ordered a washing machine. It was set to be delivered. Yesterday, I get a call. Oh, your delivery driver's sick. It's not coming until next month. And I'm like, uh-uh. Oh, uh, my no, God. No, you don't understand. Like, no. I got a family. I got to do laundry, right? So I cancel that order. I go to another store, and I'm like, give me whatever you have in stock that I can get, like, in 24 hours. Right. Give me a washing machine. And so the guy helps me out, and he's like, I promise this will be in your house tomorrow. Tomorrow you've got this washing machine. Yeah. So I'm trusting Jonathan. This is coming tomorrow. And I realize as I'm complaining to him, like, you don't understand the piles of laundry. I'm like, ah. Oh. This is such a white privilege thing to complain about. Like I, I'm <laughs> yeah. complaining that I don't yeah. have a washing machine for a month. And so then I have to try to justify it. And I go, no, no, no. Like I understand a lot of people don't have washing machines. But, and he goes, no, it's Overland Park. I understand. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I, <laughs> Get that guy on the podcast. I wow. know. Jonathan was great. Yeah. Thank you. As long as my washing machine shows up tomorrow, oh my he's God. great. I would love to see you in a laundromat. <laughs> I did. I mean, I lived in apartments until I was 33. Yeah. So I did. It was always either the apartment complex, you right. know, whatever you had in the basement or laundromat. Right. But then once I had a house and you just have to walk down five stairs to your basement to use it, uh-huh. I'm never going back. I'm never going to a laundromat again. Right, right. And so even now, these past few weeks, I show up at my mom's house. I went old school college. Like, I literally show up on my mom's doorstep with baskets of laundry. Oh, my God. Mom, can you please just wash some clothes for us? Well, that's kind of cute, actually. No, it's sad. I'm 46. (laughs) It's it's pathetic, which is why it's Jonathan at the store and me going, please just get me a washing machine. It's embarrassing. uh, That reminds me, uh, my mom, um, so I'm kind of similar to my mom Mm personality-wise a little bit. You know, she's different. Like, there's some key difference, some important differences. <laughs> right. I hope. <laughs> some, yes. <laughs> and I wouldn't describe myself as, like, close with my parents. Like, it, not, I'm, like, neutral. I think I'm healthy. I think okay. people who, like, go shopping with their mom <laughs> and stuff, I think that that's disgusting. <laughs> um, but I butted heads with my mom, you know, basically from the time I was 12 uh, until, like, five minutes ago and okay. when i was in college my first year i had to commute and i um pissed her off with the laundry mm-hmm. and i um i wasn't respecting the laundry <sighs> machine uh-huh. and she 
made me go to the laundromat. And it was, you know, it was it was cool to see how the other side lives, <laughs> but not more than once, you know. <laughs> how many um, quarters does a person have? Right, right. So I went there, you know, that that was a big problem. And then fast forward five years, six years or whatever it took me to get my bachelor's, I moved in with her dad, mm-hmm. my grandpa. Okay. And I upset him. I rem- I'll never forget this. I went to go like do laundry one night, like really late at night. And it was like, I put the laundry in the wash and I turn around and just this little grandpa man is just like standing behind me in the dark. <laughs> and, and he like, he was already slipping a little bit, but uh-huh. you know, he was like, you can't do that here. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, this, pa- this like passes down generation <laughs> to generation. And he, yeah, he forced me to go to a laundromat because I wasn't respecting the machinery. Oh. Yeah, I and I know maybe it's me, but um, was this because it's? I'm trying to understand. I was the, overfilling, like oh, putting too much clothes in there, uh-huh. and rather than you know, this is how we deal with things in my family. <laughs> rather, sure. rather than just saying, "Can you take some of the clothes out?" <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We we need retribution. There, there. You know, reparations <laughs> must be made. You need to go to the laundromat. So this podcast. 15 years from now is you saying that your kids are ruining your appliances because it's just going to get handed down and you will then be angry with your own children who yeah. have ruined your... I mean, if I'm fertile, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which at this point... <laughs> we is, still don't know. We don't know. Yeah. You're dating someone yet, right? No? Yeah, yeah. I thought um, I saw that on the social media. Yeah, yeah. I'm dating someone. Um, I've put great strain on our relationship, though, with uh, my political readings. And I'm like, oh. there are like banned words when I'm around her. You know, yeah. I'm not allowed to talk about Cuba. Uh-huh. And <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're figuring it out. And that that is a real struggle. My husband and I have the same battle because, and I like to talk about politics. Both my parents are politicians. I I have no problem with that. But there are points where it's like, that's the only thing we're talking about. And I'm like, hey, could we not mention anything like Mm -hmm. that? Could we talk about Journey and the the three songs from Journey I'm playing Mm -hmm. this weekend and just make fun of that for a, a minute? Right. Yeah. So you're headlining at the Comedy Club of Kansas City. Thursday, mm-hmm. people could get tickets if they want to see it. Yeah. But you that's a lot of time to fill. If you're used to like featuring and doing... 30. You, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do a little bit longer than I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got some strong support. I think Tristan's featuring. Really? So, yeah. And I, I just love it when he has to open for me. <laughs> it's so good. I call him my opener. He's been doing comedy like three times as long as me. You need to go home and be like, what time do you have to be there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That seems really. I'll I'll, I'll ask him to go get me a water and stuff. (laughs) Like, this is going to be a great weekend. Do you want to stop in my green room? If you want to come back here, it's okay, Tristan. (laughs) Did you want to get a picture? Like, I know a lot of people are afraid to ask. It's okay. Yeah. Also, and I don't know if you were planning to bring this up, but I, uh, I have my first gallery show opening what? on uh, Friday. So this week, mm-hmm. September third. Yeah. September third, there'll be an open house. It's at Bunker Center for the Arts. Okay, where is that? Um, it's like on Troost in like twentieth, okay. something like that. And uh, yeah, I'm doing. So it's a joint show between me and my friend Hubbard Savage, who's a phenomenal painter. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm. Very, very uh, proud of 
of the body of work and uh, hopefully it sells. The is bunker is a great facility. Is there a theme to the work that we would see? Um, so for this show, I focused almost entirely on painting figures. Um, so, and they're like a lot of them, you can tell that I was looking at Lucian Freud. Mm -hmm. So, and some of them are like a clear reference to Lucian Freud. And then, uh, there's like two still lifes that I have in it. And Hubbard also, all of his are figures. He has one sculpture in there and then three, uh, really big paintings. And he's like a, a very expressive, like kind of looks like Basquiat or something, like uh, very vibrant colors. I and, love stuff. It. and I'm more like muted and moody. But very cool. That's great. Yeah, good it's stuff uh, going on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. People can find you, Aaron Scarborough, mm -hmm. Comedy Club of Kansas City. You're on Facebook, Twitter, all the socials, Instagram. Yeah, let me give the Instagram. That's 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 my home base. That's where I put everything. So bad underscore Aaron underscore Scarborough. Cool. And Joey will link to it. Producer Joey will get that Perfect. all linked up so people can find you. Yes. Thanks again for coming by the podcast. No, thank you. It. It's good to see you. Good to see you, Joey. Good luck <laughs> editing out my breathing. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's very good at yeah. that. Let's take one together that he has to edit. Mm. <sighs> there you go. Leaving him in. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the little Studio Comedy Club podcast.